So I was driving the other day and there was a, a wasp that I was actually talking wasp? to Josh. Uh, yeah, I was talking to Josh on the phone. There's a wasp and we were not going really that fast. We had just like, I just came to a stop and the yeah. wasp came to my passenger window and just kind of sat there like just behind the mirror. So there was enough wind as I moved, like the wasp couldn't fly away, but it was safe from where we were going. And I'm going the wasp out was outside the truck. Yeah, oh yeah, clear, clarify, wasp was outside the truck. Okay. And so I was driving and this little wasp was just kind of chilling. And I was just thinking how much of a mind fuck that would be to just be like, I drove for like 15 to 20 miles per hour for the next three hours. Like when the wasp finally flew away, it'd be like, the fuck did I, how did I get here? You know, could you imagine just being like, just chilling like that? I just, I don't know. I put myself thinking like, you know, his whole family like may like kind of depends on whether or not he brings back food, you know, like some pollen yeah. or whatever. I don't know what wasp eat, but I assume pollen. And and then all of a sudden, it's like daddy left us. Like daddy went on a long vacation and never came back, you know? Like somebody was like, well, yeah, I've had a lizard do that. But like, I feel like lizards are okay because of the fact that like they can just kind of like jump out and like live in a bush somewhere. And I have like a little yeah. sister. Like, the wasp like is a family unit. It's just like your grandmother leaving and never coming back. You yeah. Know, I, I assume it was a grandma wasp, but I don't know. <laughs> Dementia. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like, Where am I? Yeah. How did I get on this tundra? <laughs> where do I find that nest? I have no clue where it's at. <laughs> so anyway, oh, I just speaking of uh, nesting places, I hope you uh, got a nice spot to relax and enjoy this episode six of the Tailblazers. That's a lucky number. Woo-hoo! Here we go. Episode six. Six is a lucky number. Every 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 number is a lucky number when it's the Tailblazers. Yeah, for sure. That's what I'm talking about. So that's <laughs> awkward. So anyways, our past episode was an episode of my adventures that we had on our hiatus for a little bit of vacation with family and friends. Well, mainly family. Because I wasn't there. I, I definitely wasn't there. I wasn't there with you either. So it's definitely <laughs> just family on both accounts. So... But in this episode, we're going to talk about what where Aaron has been, what he's been doing, what he's been drinking, what he's been cooking, what he's been eating. Who knows? But we'll find out later. But first, let me introduce first, something. As always, Jeff Lamont has provided the beer for us tonight to try. And this is actually a fan request. A fan request. We try in a, a fan request. We asked. It? Yes. Yeah. We've had a fan ask for sour. And oh, well, I bought is, this before they were, they requested it. Wow, well, you didn't have to tell them. They could have they could have thought we did this all for them. <laughs> well, any hooser, take that, fans. Anyway, we got a call me Maurice uh, hop sour. So I, I don't. I'm interested to see what that's got. It's got this dude riding a peach. I bet he's making it eight seconds. Seven point one uh, alcohol per volume, and this is uh, crafted in Maryland, and it's by Dewclaw. Uh, and I, I just, I, I think this is like our second or third Dewclaw beer as well. Yeah, uh, I definitely don't like the word Dewclaw. That's a side note. And you'll really love our peaches. So, so how do you say that above that? Can you just say that for everybody above it? Or the saying above it, where you just said you'll really love our peaches. 
Pichatus, Pichitus, Pichitus, Pichatus, Pichitus of love. Pichu. I like it. What is Pichu. it? I don't know. You're saying it great. Pichatus of love. In pichatus. A I don't know. What is a pichatus? I don't know. Are we supposed so. to know? No. But Are I we... did look up how you, how you, how would you pronounce Maurice? Maurice? And I want to make sure this is called Maurice and not Morris, but a lot of people say it both ways. So there you go. Hmm. But I'm going to say call me Maurice. I, yeah. Is it, what is it supposed to be? Maurice? Yeah, it's supposed to be Maurice. But a lot of people do it both. Because I had an uncle, I had a great uncle, his name was Morris, but he spelled it different. So that's why I just wanted to say, are you in your glass? Yeah, man. Thanks, man. I switched mine up this time. Oh, I got a nice mug with goofy on it. I have I've had this mug since uh, elementary school. Nice. I uh, we're going strong with me, man. <laughs> elementary school and was it, drinking beer back in the day. I hear you. And this should go back to my um, favorite Disney character that uh, Aaron got wrong. Goofy, yeah. Well, it's actually funny. I have a. I was my my child wanted to wear one of my shirts. And she's like, yeah. I gave her, I gave her one the other day, and so she was like, I didn't want to wear daddy's shirt. So I gave her a goofy shirt. Interesting enough, maybe <laughs> I should, maybe I should have given it to you. You have a goofy shirt? I yeah, understand. I like it. I like it. yeah, Kelly's mom bought it for me. So nice. it is definitely clear. There is yeah. no haze, no haze to it at all. It almost looks like um, a light ale. Yeah, almost. like a you know, like a almost kind of like a Pilsner in a way. I keep trying to sip on this. When do I get the okay to sip on this? Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Okay. Cheers, bro. Cheers. Yeah. Cheers. My, cheers, my imaginary glass. Oh, it smells good. I like it. I like the way it smells. Huh. It almost smells like like um like a candy. I know exactly what it tastes like too. I'm gonna wait. Okay, I'm gonna go. I like it though. Yeah, I do too. You know what it tastes like to me? Does you ever have this like um? It's like you go to the candy store when you were little and they had the like little circles that looked like a peach and then one bottom was white and the other top was um peach. Yes, it was that's a gummy. exact gummy yeah, thing. it was a gummy. That's what this tastes like. Yes, that's what the smell reminded me of. Because I was like, that smell, maybe, smells like candy. Maybe just a tad, a tad more bitter, like sour, but this might this is a drink. Yeah, but this isn't really that sour though. No, it's not oh, definitely not uh, compared to other other um other sours other sours we've had yeah for sure this tastes just like that gummy i can definitely drink this though yeah it tastes you can taste the peach i like the peach flavor i think that's very good what's up i think somebody's sneaking up on you yeah it's charlie i can't see her but that's my dog charlie she's a good girl she's an old girl i'm sure my uh, child will be wrong everywhere but anyways back to the beer i think it i like the way it smells it's a um it's a smell that's a welcoming smell. So it brings you closer to the beer and makes you want to stay with it longer. Yeah. So that is, uh, like, uh, it's really good. I really like it. Um, I do. I could drink I'm not a couple really of the bitter notes in it as much, but I think maybe that's what toned it down to be a drinkable sour, unlike other sours that we've had. It's not getting in the back of your jaw, you know? But I like it. It's enjoyable. It's definitely a sipper, too. It's not like one of those beers that are like, oh, it's refreshing. I'm going to chug this thing. 
yeah. it's definitely a nice sipper. You can get all the notes and taste buds but in I there. Can, you can all easily, react very well. I could easily drink another one. Yeah. Well, I'll let you know when I get through this one, but I agree. Right. I would definitely um, put this in my cooler if I was going somewhere, if it was hot. I think it would be a refreshing beer on a hot day. Yeah, I could probably drink this not consistently, but definitely could see myself at a beach, like having one or two, yeah. like, you know, before I went out or something, for sure, 100%. Mm -hmm. Am I going to yep. be outside cutting the grass, coming to it? When, I don't know about that. Maybe. I doubt it. But I think it's, yeah, definitely a place of relaxation to have a beer when it's hot. Yeah. It, this is the kind of beer that, that work think, kind of hot. Uh, this is the kind of beer that I think Grandma Wasp would enjoy. I'm just saying. Oh, yeah. yeah. I like it. I like how you brought Wasp back in there. Yeah. Oh, I never, never forget. She's probably over here. Maurice, where are you at? <laughs> but anyway, that's good stuff, man. I really like that beer. One of the one of the most unique ones I've had in yeah. I, this is probably one of my favorites that I've had actually. Because it's different than what I normally drink. So all the other ones have yeah. tendencies to taste similar. But this yeah. one in itself, different. I have to... But sorry, I interrupted. No, you're I good. I'm just saying this one's different, but I like it a lot. Yeah, I'd have to say, I think it, I think um, this one and that um, what was it that Mexican hot something that we had the brown ale the, uh, the Mexican hot chocolate brown ale that we had and it had that spicy note so it was a lot different of a brown ale than I ever had before which yeah. was a lot different I'd say this one and that one going par with me as far as uniqueness and everything that we've tried so far as well. And I have to say, I think that one was Dewclaw as well. So we've definitely dabbed in the Dewclaw Brewery for those. So yeah, that's pretty good beer. So anyways, so Aaron, what have you been doing on your hiatus lately? Well, I had to go to Mississippi. And when I say I had to, it was actually for uh, work. So we went to Mississippi. And we went to Biloxi in particular in Mississippi. Yeah. And so we stayed in the beginning of our trip there. We had a conference and we stayed at a really nice casino, the Beau Rivage. And they call it the Beau. So a really interesting fact to know when you get in the Uber and you, you book your place at the casino and the guy gets in, oh, you're going to the Boo? It's got a heck of an accent. I'm like, huh? Oh, it just so happens the guy from Mississippi who picked me up in Gulfport, which is where we land, happened to be from Canada. So he had like, hey there, you know, like it was just <laughs> way off. Like it was throwing me way off. <laughs> I'm like, I'm was like, he's what? From Canada or Louisiana? He was a, he was a from Canada. Then somehow came somewhere in the United States, somewhere mid plains, I guess, and then came to uh, Biloxi and really liked it. So he stayed here. But he's like, oh, you yeah. got to the book. That's what he said. I'm like, the what? No, I don't think so. Like, I'm trying to, the whole like time I'm trying to pout, it's B, you know, E-A-U, I don't know. Well, you know, it's like, it's clearly not a Southern uh, uh, lingo there. So I was like trying to make sure I'm like, I'm pretty sure that's not how I pronounce it. But anyway, so it's like, I'm like, no, I'm actually going to the Beau Rivage. He's like, yeah, that's what we call it. The Beau, the Boo. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> so, anyway, so that threw me off there first, but we got down there. How do you, how do you spell that though? The Beau Rivage. Oh, gosh, why'd you ask me? Anywho, let me. Uh, I'll go. Mississippi. Am I? I mean, I am. It's B E A U, <laughs> B E A U, and then it's yeah. R I V A G Rivage. Gotcha. So, um, it's. I guess it's probably got a French influence. Probably, I assume. Yeah, well, it's pretty close, but 
So go to the hotel, man. It's a MGM like franchise, like I don't know, franchise, whatever he is, like part of that group. MGM, like you know, big co- casinos. Yeah, yeah. yeah, Las Vegas. So this is a it's a it's a nice museum. And when I first land and get there, I don't really pay attention to a lot. Keep in mind that it took me like ten hours to get out there because it just so happened that. I got on the plane. It was broken. They got off that plane, got on another plane, and that plane blo- broke. We got back on the original plane that, you know, fixed it. And I remember the guy in the plane when, you know, they said, oh, we're going to call a mechanic out to fix the plane. And I was like, oh, okay, there's mobile mechanics. Like, that's cool. Kind of like a mobile boat guy, I guess, but for planes. And the guy's like, yeah, he's about 30 to 45. Right, yeah. He said he's about 30 or 45 minutes away. And so, like, in my head, I took Columbia, South Carolina, and I took a circle from West Columbia, particularly, and drew my mind out in 30 to 45 minutes. And I was like, this guy could be, like, country bumpkin coming out here to fix this plane. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, I mean, there's a lot of possibility. There's a lot of rural area in that, that mileage or minutes away, you know? So, I was like, hmm, interesting. And so... He just pulls up next to the plane in the big old dune <laughs> with two boxes in the back. He's like, yeah, what's wrong with this thing? kind of what i expected a little bit and uh so anyway i did get to peek at the guy and so they he looked i don't know like normal dude i guess and he fixed the plane and we got back on it so don't all know dudes look normal uh you know it looks like it was like it was looks like a dude to me that had a credibility to fix a plane <laughs> and i think that's what i was looking i did not need a guy it rolling like up told me mechanic i i imagined a typical plane mechanic would look yeah I, I think so he was well put together he didn't look like i mean if he had come up in a half like like a straw hat that had been beaten i might have been a little like are you sure this plane's in good hands kind of thing but anyway yeah. he seemed like he was qualified to do it and you know it's interesting as well i know this is i digress but as i sit on that plane i realized that my wife we had to replace her engine one day it was an old used car when we first got married so we bought a like a used engine had it done and then this mechanic fixed it did really well but what he did before he got us uh, back into that car was he actually did a test drive so he drove the car around hit the brakes made sure you know revved up made through all the gears and everything like that and i realized for an airplane we were the test drive <laughs> there was no like <laughs> let's run it around once like let's turn it on see up no like literally the test drive after this dude fixes the plane because the computer of the system the brain of the the, the airplane was not working this was going to be the test drive to see if we could stay up in thirty four thousand feet or not like that was like just the sketchiest thing i i've ever thought i was like let's just take everybody down you know well whatever <laughs> so i make it i was exhausted and i was hoping to do more when we got to that hotel from that trip because of you know just flight delays and everything but i uh, got there it was it was what it was you, really nice. you think, let me hold you up before we get off too too much from the mechanic thing but you know how the cars have that little light that shines and you know says you got you know alerts you know you got a problem right yeah but do you, do you think they just um just let that baby shine all day or do you think they get actually get somebody in there to you know because usually if it's in a car and you know what it is usually you know put a like, piece of little black tape over it or something where you can't see it or whatever yeah i mean it's like this little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. I think they think that all day or something. I assume that somebody knew, you know how like a mechanics know how to cut it off? I assume this guy, I assume the, the, the pilot, code, really? I'm assuming the, the pilot got there. He's like, two rudders to the right, 
one yoke back and three pushes of a bleed the fuel valve. <laughs> I think that's what he did. But uh, but yeah, he did, old, he did old cheat code from PlayStation. Right, yeah. right, 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 back, 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 back. <laughs> Plane is good. Go. <laughs> so anyway, the, the the actual place was was really nice. Um, and we were right there before the Fourth of July. Uh, so and that's relevant for this is that we stayed there for a few days uh, for the conference and everything like that. And then I was going to stay a little bit longer in that particular hotel. <laughs> the rooms went to $500 a night. Uh, to, it was 400 and then it went to 500. <laughs> yeah. I was like, man, probably don't care about it that much. Um, so I, I, we did go book another room, but while we're in that, it was really good. I mean, the, the casino was really nice. Uh, they, it was it was kept up. If you, if you like casinos and you, you know, like gambling in a decent environment, I thought that place was really good. It was a little expensive. I played roulette one time. They didn't have any like $5 tables. It was 15 was the minimum. So that was yeah. kind of like a bummer. Um, it, it, you know, I don't okay. really want to play 15, but uh, it was good. That experience was really good. But so how much talking Go about casinos, how much did you um, win, lose? Break I lost even? I lost I lost everything that I betted. Uh, the first morning of the conference, uh, well, the, excuse me, the first day of the conference was later that afternoon. I was already there, so I flew down a day early. I got up early in the morning. I had to do a presentation, so I was preparing for that. So I got up pretty early, like I normally would, to go to work. I went down. I went downstairs. I got a coffee, and then I went to the casino and I went to the roulette table and I said, well, "I'm going to see how my day is going to go." And bet 15 on red. I lost it. And I was like, yep, that's going to be the day. And proceeded <laughs> to leave. So that was for that casino. And that's all I did. That's all we really did there. I didn't really go play the casino or didn't do any slots or anything. It was, it just wasn't. And that was at the, um, the, that's the MGM. Bar. Yeah, that was at the MGM Bo, uh, Bo Bars. And the, the part for me, I think was that I didn't have any of my friends there. It might've been different if I had like a bunch of people there, but at that time I was by myself. Uh, so there, it was interesting. Cause that was at like eight o'clock in the morning and there were people just smoking, man. They were just smoking. Like, I mean, they must've been there all well, night. They allowed smoking in there? Oh yeah. Yeah. It was bad. Yeah. Um, if you, if you like smoking, it was good, but if you like to smell it, it's, <laughs> they don't like to smell it. It wasn't so great, but yeah. So they were, they were out there like just playing the slots or like eyes are like bag. I'm like, these people have been out here all night, man. They've been out here all night. Old, old as anything. Just like, I don't know, man. But anyway, that, that's real life. Come on, honey. Let's get down there. It's interesting though. I did notice that a lot of them kind of felt like they were by themselves. And here I was complaining. Oh, friends. Really? Yeah. Like, or I didn't see a lot of people. They just kind of sit there and I don't know, different lifestyle than me. So at that point really didn't get to experience a lot of Biloxi had to offer because I was busy with the conference but we did as I said a second ago we did go to another hotel and when I say we, we me and my wife uh we went and got checked into that hotel yeah. <clears throat> and and we really began to get to experience some stuff and had, I had a really a decent time I had, it was a lot of fun uh, it, it was very interesting I'm gonna try to do it I'm gonna put this in order the best way that I think like we processed it and uh, kind of We'll go from there. So at the hotel, at the big hotel, the the casino, I noticed that looking out the water was just kind of still. It was always really still. Uh, it was just never any waves. There was no like like of this beach. It's beautiful. It's white. That must remind you of like Destin. Um, it, it's just as far as you can see, these beautiful white beaches, but they're not really wide. They're really like thin. 
Uh, they're they're probably. I bet some of the spots are maybe not fifty yards wide. I mean, beaches yeah. beaches are white. Yeah, beach white sand, like Destin, Florida, like kind of Gulf Coast, like Florida. Yeah. Beautiful so sand. Just like Gulf Coast. Yeah. The difference, though, really very noticeable difference. The water was at least from the hotel. And I'm a little ways, you know. I had a, a kind of a golf view out of the big hotel. So in the big hotel, we overlooked the water. So it it was dark. It reminds you of a lot of the South Carolina coast, and from that angle, um, it wasn't clear. You didn't couldn't see through very well. It looked muddy and murky. That's something I noticed right off the bat. Um, as we're coming in from Gulfport to Biloxi, as I've taken the Uber ride, like there's a lot of different bayous and river systems. So that kind of reminded me of, you know, the coast of South Carolina as well. But I'd say there's probably more, at, you know, kind of rivers, like not big rivers, but definitely small little rivers that kind of fed all over. So I continue just to notice that the next thing was the waves. I've never been to a beach and never saw waves. Thought it was very curious about that. So I just kind of kept that and put that into like a little spot in my head and thought and kind of thought about it and tried to like contemplate why that is what it is. So yeah. we decided to look for some stuff to do. Uh, and we wanted to like the next morning, we kind of we took it easy that first day and we we went to this place called uh, Half Half Shell uh, to go to a restaurant that we'd heard a lot about while we were at the casino. You know, the other locals had a lot to say about it. So we wanted to try that place. And I I have to say that was the best seafood I think I've ever had. And, you know, we have a lot of seafood here in South Carolina, especially on the coast. Um, not obviously as good inland or to the mountains, not as fresh. But this seafood was really good. We had uh, we had the thing called Royal Reds or that their kind of whole spiel is that they taste like a lobster, but they look like a shrimp. They're, what restaurant uh, were you at? This is half oyster or half shell, excuse me. Half shell? Yep. So it's and half shell, that's all it's called? Yeah. Um, if I'm not right, we'll we'll definitely edit that later. But I'm pretty they, sure. Um, so they go, is there a hashtag turtle power? <laughs> I don't know. I didn't ask them the hashtag. But I don't want to get into the food because we'll definitely talk about that more in depth. But a very good, very good restaurant, probably best seafood I ever had. I'll just leave it at that for right now. A local favorite as well. So the next day we decided that we would, I mean, this is a big tripping industry, right? Like interesting enough, the, the machine that was created to do a, like to peel a shrimp, like a mechanical, like the engineering to like for shrimp peelers, that was done, I think somewhere around there by some kid who stepped on uh, a shrimp with his rubber boots and he noticed that the rubber grabbed it enough and pulled in and somehow he ends up creating this thing. I don't know the full history of it. Um, I did go to the, the museum for that. So I'm, I'm sure I'm misquoting it. So they got a shrimp museum? They have a fishing and shrimp museum that we went to. Uh, and that was, they explained that. So it, there was some history to, obviously, I mean, it's the, there's out of these shrimp peeler, like our processors for shrimp, I think there's like three in the United States or something. I mean, it's a very small amount. And like two or three of them are like right here in Biloxi. So mm. I figured we got to like go check out the seafood market. And they just so happened to have a tour. So you could get on this boat and they would actually drop the trolley and we would, we would shrimp. And I, I don't know it's why. It's shrimp boat, right? Yeah, shrimp boat. We're going to get to do it, go on a shrimp boat. At least that's what I'm reading on the internet. And I, I for some reason, I've always wanted to do that. I've always wanted to go on a shrimp boat. 
and check that out just to see all the stuff. I want to do it you one time. Dump or something. Yeah, one time and that's it. Like you don't want to do it forever, just one time. So we go out there and it's not exactly like the shrimp boat that I, Forrest Gump shrimp boat that I had imagined, <laughs> but it's not bad. And has like a small little, you know, thing that they're going to drag a net. And so I'm like, okay, well, this would be good enough. It was a really entertaining. Uh, the, 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 the character that was kind of leading the show, um, I don't know his name right off the back, but uh, I don't know that I even remember his name. Uh, he's, but, a character. He's, a, he's just kind of like a dry, like kind of in control. He's just a funny dude. Uh, and, and, you know, it's like, cool. One of the interesting things that he said was that he said, we went to the second story. So this boat had like two stories. So we go to the second story and he's like, you know, makes a joke. He's like, oh, well, it should be good if it sinks. You know, you'll be at, you'll still be on dry land. You know, you'll still be dry. <laughs> he, said, he said, we fish in, uh, you know, water that's shallower than the boat. I was like, well, that's, I mean, I, I, I thought he was joking. I'm never, I mean, when I see shrimp boats, I mean, they're way out there, man. Like I, I wasn't, I didn't, yeah. I still don't know what he's, he's like, oh yeah, we're fishing like 12 foot of water. I'm like, okay, yeah, whatever. So still not recognizing what's happening so he goes and explains that shrimp on this bayou this big bowl area that he calls it is basically the shrimp he says i don't know if it's true i didn't taste it but the shrimp are sweeter there they're like they're they taste different because of all this like you know the mississippi runs in there and all these different rivers and once i kind of talk about the previous they come from all the you know main like plains area and it comes with silt and just muck and fertilizer and probably poisons and they run into this basin and the shrimp somehow becomes sweeter uh so there you go if you want to know what roundup tastes like in a shrimp it's sweet and or, so yeah. or whatever just else talk kind of sewage and all that <laughs> yeah so i'm like okay i got you um, then it kind of made me like not want the shrimp but interesting enough they said <laughs> that there's so much shrimp there that in the time of year that the shrimp are being caught that they you can buy at the shrimp boats uh, shrimp by per pound cheaper than you can buy uh, ground beef at the store. So like I said, all the locals just buy a bunch of shrimp. They feed freedom, you know, freeze them, you know, and they eat all on shrimp all year round. He said it's cheaper. It is by far cheaper than to get a ground beef mm -hmm. by a pound. So that was kind I of. I wonder if it's healthier. Like, I, I, I wonder. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, yeah. I mean, you know, you got to get a little scientist. I'm, I'm sure there's some scientists or wherever down there. Is actually looked it up and done the research and had his test and you know oh, yeah. uh, put up their hypotheses and all that stuff and run experiments and everything else i bet you they've done it so, so I, wonder, I wonder if it's somewhere out there i'm sure i'm sure it is and the only good thing about the shrimp is that you know like which bigger sea like you know i guess fish that you catch the bigger it is the more chance it has like poisons mercury and stuff like that because it's grown longer to eat other fish his shrimp's life right. cycle are so small it may may really not be too bad but it'd be it would be yeah. interesting it sounds a lot worse than it may it may be but yeah so we did that he runs the thing we um we pull it up got some shrimp we got like a little catfish that was in there like flounder some crab so what kind of a, catfish was freak i don't know man he right was, kind of near the mouth it, of the river right uh, not really, I, not really. not really brackish yeah, no, I don't think it was brackish. They were complaining that they had a lot of rain, so the uh, salinity was off, and the shrimp were kind of backed off. But uh, so that I don't, I really don't know. It looked a little different than the one you had, but it was kind of a small, so it was hard to tell. But it was good, and uh, it it was a lot of fun. So 
we we went to we did that and then so, that so, was so you go back to this room before you digress yeah. the um so whatever you guys caught you didn't keep you didn't eat or cook any any of it no i mean some of the shrimp were like i can't see there you go that big oh they were like some of them were pretty big. small yeah, yeah some, some were like baby shrimps. I mean, you know, maybe a little bigger than the that. Popcorn but... shrimp. Yeah, maybe some. I bet you couldn't even cook them. Some of them. So what do they do with them? Do they keep them all? No, I don't think they could keep them. I thought they could, but apparently this is more of an educational thing, so they don't give them a license to, to I guess catch them and sell them. Do they just catch them and throw them back? I didn't technically see him throwing back, but I'm sure they did, because <laughs> he wasn't keeping those little few that we had, but. <laughs> anyway, so oh, and a bunch of like croakers and mullet and stuff they threw, and seagulls were like uh, crazy. But, oh, just going after them. Yeah, so we did that on on um. We after that, there's like right at the docks, just like all the the shrimp boats and everything. There's this really big on stilts restaurant that looks kind of like a fried food frenzy, like seafood fried frenzy, and uh. We decided just to step in there real quick. Didn't we didn't have really high expectations for the food, and the food was mediocre. It was like all right, but they had a crab dip that was really good, um, and a beautiful view. Kind of looked again of this basin of just open golf. So that was. You remember uh, what it was called? Uh, I don't know. I, I didn't keep up with that one. That was how entertaining that one was, to be honest with you. I didn't, yeah. It was just a typical, you know, restaurant. Typical um, restaurant by the beach. Yeah, just like a beach, sea fried beach yeah. restaurant. So we decided after that we would walk around. Um, and this is kind of where I started understanding Biloxi some. We got out, we took a, a little hike, and we walked around the area. So would this be like downtown or what are I, we talking about? I guess, yeah, like downtown-ish where, um, you know, things, you know, kind of, you know, there's two casinos, right? There's... In this particular area, there's the uh, one that we stayed in, and then there's yeah. the Hard Rock Cafe, like a Hard Rock. And we did go into the Hard Rock afterwards because it's like right next to it. So we we actually um, we did go into that first. We we went in there. It was all right. I, that was definitely not a better casino. That was probably worse. I mean, just I didn't. Why, why was it worse? It was small. It uh, didn't have a lot going on. There wasn't that many people there compared to like the Beau Rivage, where it's like was fully staffed at all times at eight o'clock in the morning we were there like two o'clock three o'clock just wasn't a lot of people there like a lot of stuff there's their tables were closed the bars were kind of closed so a lot different atmosphere um didn't gotcha. seem as didn't seem as well staffed or as populated so we go past that and we start to go into the downtown which is kind of downtown area which is like blocks you know that you can walk and stuff and we were trying to do some shopping. I was honestly trying to buy you something, trying to think of like family members to buy stuff for. And I couldn't find a shop. Like it was. Make me feel bad because, you know, I wasn't even looking for you guys when I was there. You got me beer. Yeah, I got you beer. I guess that, I guess that rounds up to it. There you go. Yeah. So the thought. Yeah. So I uh, start really noticing like you go down a block and you could, you know it's a square so it's a block square and you could kind of like diagonal across the property and there's just like empty parking lot or like kind of a vacant lot i noticed that was a lot there and just really couldn't find much to do and so we walked around for a little while and i was like all right kelly just want to go back like i don't i mean i don't know what else to do and she's like yeah, there's a lot of lots yeah a lot of lots l-o-t yeah a lot of lots and 
it's just kind of sitting there and, and really no remnants of anything that was there. I, I just emptiness. And so I was like, okay, well, I mean, we couldn't do anything. So we went to uh, back to the hotel and we hung out at the pool. And so we started looking, you know, trying to find something to do. And, and this uh, is at the same. This, this is all. Well, so. we're at this other hotel we're now. Together. We're at the other hotel now. And we're in Biloxi. What's the name of the other hotel? Do you remember? Did you like already a say holiday it? in Hampton, I think it was. All right. And so we, uh, so I went and stayed, uh, just kind of chilled in the pool for a little while. And I was like, all right, what are we going to do now? We've, we've been eating a lot as of time. We stopped at this, we ate lunch out, we ate this and, you know, whatever. And so we looked at going into like a, uh, a restaurant called like a retired surfer and that was about another almost ex as exciting as uh like a fried like really like touristy shop but the difference there was it was in Gulfport a little bit closer to Gulfport I don't know if it's 100% in Gulfport or not if they would consider that but it's definitely it's mm, two miles or so down the road um, so which way is Gulfport is that more east or west I don't know I don't know on a compass but um it's, it's i mean you were it, there i mean you know i didn't i didn't have a compass on me i mean it i mean it's yeah i mean i guess it's more west but so, i yeah. see that the hard part about that is we came two different ways and the way i came was completely different than the way i left so the way i left was west but i didn't come that way so i don't know in which direction i was really at um from that uber and so i, I would just say it's i'd say it's <clears throat> A little more west if i had to guess but actually now that i look at the map it is west um because i remember seeing it now <laughs> so we i think it's i don't know if we're totally in Gulfport there it's a, it's a decent restaurant it's whatever but next year like another city Gulfport's where the airport is so you go from there okay. you go to biloxi which was surprising to me because i've always heard biloxi knew a lot about yeah. biloxi i assumed that airport was in biloxi but it is not gotcha. and so we eat at that place you know it's it's good i mean it's not bad it just wasn't like you know seafood restaurant local seafood like you know really good food um yeah didn't have any problem with it so that goes that the next day we decide to go to golf into Gulfport and go to the aquarium just because we have no, we can't find anything else to do like there's so just the aquarium in golf court. yeah so we're now leaving biloxi to go somewhere else we're googling yeah. like trying to google things trying to find something to do yeah. and it's a small aquarium like there's not a lot going on and as i drive it's just emptiness between this two miles from like hampton inn like there's another hotel next to us i think a uh, hyatt or something like i don't know i don't even know what it was but and then after that, it was just a lot of emptiness between us and wherever, you know, we started seeing restaurants again, which I would assume was part yeah. of the edge of Gulfport. So that was kind of noticeable. And we aquarium was small. It was good enough aquarium, but it was really small and super hot. We like Google to places after we get done with that to go eat because we're just trying to, we're at this point, all my mission is to eat at any local restaurants I can find. And, uh, it's nothing really catches my mind like over here it's more like touristy in this golf port area you know they have a big mall they have like a you know five guys are raising cane you know like you could start to see like it's just more local like fast food kind of franchisee restaurants yeah and so we're not interested in that and i decided to go back 
at next to the uh, retired surfer, there was a Slap Your Mama's Barbecue. Um, and we went in there and it was, uh, it was again, built on high stilts. Both those, um, you know, both of those buildings were built on stilts where they were really high, probably 20 plus feet easy, maybe even 30. And we went in there and it smelled amazing. Like it just smelled like smokiness. Like you could, it was, I'm like, this is probably gonna be a pretty good barbecue. Like, so we sit down and we get these nachos which is like pulled pork and some queso and like jalapenos and whatever else they put on them. You think they were house-made chips or store-bought? I don't, I don't know. I, 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 would, I would guess store-bought, but that stuff was amazing. One of the, some of the best yeah, barbecues I'd ever had. Um, and I'll, probably, I'll, I'll elaborate a little more on the, meat, the meats here. On, I know this is in our section, but this – barbecue is really good oh we're talking about restaurants we're talking about your trip it's all right. i know well i know because i'm gonna go because i'm there's in the meat section i want to talk about something else like i'm gonna tell you about my other experience yeah. so this one i'm just gonna talk about a restaurant and and particularly it was i had the pulled pork really tender like uh wasn't dry had a really good flavor i had a brisket sandwich with it as uh like, that was what we got that was an appetizer was the nachos we got a brisket sandwich um and it was smoked in pecan wood, which is just something you don't see a lot in barbecue restaurants. Like, you know, yeah, you hear, you see a lot of, like, you see a lot of like local barbecue places that are really good, but it's like hickory or mesquite. You don't see a lot of pecan and it was really good. I, the only, I guess, critique I had, it was, I think a particular piece I had was probably towards the end. So it's like some pieces were kind of dry, but a yeah. majority of it was really good, but I think I was just cut. Staying the warmer um, a little too long. Maybe, yeah, it, but really good. I mean, just a good flavor. Um, yeah. So that was really good barbecue. I really hate that, that we don't have one of those around here. So I, you know, we go through and um, it kind of really wraps up the trip. And I got some pieces to elaborate to that kind of put some things together. So that wasn't really in Biloxi then, huh? This was Gulfport. Yeah, this, well, yeah, both those things were technically Gulfport, but I, like I believe they were. In uh, Gulfport, I would believe that it may be close. I don't know where the where they would say Gulfport line in Biloxi, but it's definitely in between those. There's a, a no man's land, and um, land. Yeah, there's one. Before I kind of explain Biloxi <clears throat> as a overarching, as I figured it out at the end, I do want to give one single credit to one place we did stop at while we were in Biloxi, and that is the Fly Llama Brewery. Uh, I look for local, yeah fly llama brewery um I look for some breweries you know some local areas I had tried some try to get some local beers really not a lot of local beer um one of the beers that I had was a beer called crowd control which is like one of them they had every single place that I went to and it was an okay beer I mean it wasn't it was good for a craft beer maybe like a more local distillery but our brewer but microbrewery but I, I just wasn't my favorite and I wanted to try more. They did have a few other things uh, that I tried that uh, somebody gave me. It was like a lighter um, IPA. I didn't catch the name of it, but I really wasn't impressed with it at all. And so I wanted to try a local brewery at least once. So we Googled yeah. it, we found it and got there. It's like, it's clearly new. Like it's a starting up. Like you can just tell, like, the, and the reason you can tell like the bar is clean like the furniture is really nice like you know it hasn't been beat yet that's and messed up. yeah and it's like in a warehouse 
spotless. Yeah, right. Actually, it was. Yeah. <laughs> and so all these things I know, like this is a newer place, and and kind of heard that it was on the Uber ride there. But dude, yeah, some of the most unique flavors of beer I've ever had. Um, they had a like a bacon like imperial stout, smoked imperial stout. Mm-hmm and it is it, making it, my mouth water right it, now it is interesting it was really i liked it it's good yeah but you gotta you gotta in your head you gotta realize like you're tasting it tastes like bacon and you're drinking bacon like it it's weird um and it's got a bitter <laughs> taste of hoppiness to it that kind of has an aftertaste but if you yeah. just take it kind of a whiff of it in your mouth it like and it first flows in there, it's like bacon smoky bakey and it's salty it's got like a saltiness to it so that was mm. that was really one started out with that i tried a blueberry ipa which is not you know not over like something that nobody's ever done before uh but it was good i, I didn't actually like it as much as the blueberry we had on um the last episode i actually think that blueberry is a lot better um but i didn't I really like the uh, brew breast the brew, yeah. brew bus yeah i the ipa I think threw off the blueberryness to me. Like it didn't have that refreshing blueberry bite that I was talking about. So, yeah. like, so had we liked so much on the last beer, this one kind of right. bring out bitterness. So I didn't, I didn't just didn't like the combo. Um, Cause I, yeah. I guess in my head, I wasn't looking for that. They had uh, this like truffle, like chocolate caramel truffle, like stout or it, it was amazing. And they said that they, had, they were getting ready to make like a, they had one online, like, it was like a strawberry truffle like i don't know man it looked it looked really good I, I, I didn't get to try it apparently they had somebody had made something similar and it was a really big hit so they were doing you know tweaking the flavor a little bit right um they had uh, a sour that i had which i you know i am starting to i don't want to say i'm like liking sours because i'm not but i am a little bit i had yeah. a it, it was a you don't drink path or whatever you want yeah i don't want to go down the path of liking sours i just assume everybody that likes the sours just kind of stuck up but um they're a little too hipster for me like i don't i'm not into this a little too much yeah a little too much i just like you know i you know there's there's just a luxury of being in a good old american drinking a natty light or bud light you know sitting down on your farm and drinking bud light Uh, we still do that i i agree with you like a good 40 but I don't want to get to the point where it's like I'm too uppity and I'm like, oh no, man, Mm-mm. I need a you sour. Yeah, so I do you that always, a little bit. You guys always call me beer snob. Yeah, but you're you're not too bad. So that's what I'm trying to avoid. Like where we're at is where I want to be. So nice. tried the sour. It was uh, orange creamsicle and amazing. Um, it was it tasted. Hey, creamsicle I had Orman. Yeah, just like a freaking uh, you know ice cream cream sickle. So that was really good. Nice then I've, I've introduced. So it wasn't even sour. Like it didn't get that pucker in your back of your jaw and all. I that would, stuff. I'd say it's similar to the beer that we're having today in in the sour profile. Mm-hmm. It was enough to get that orange kind of taste. I I it, I would say. Mm, I'd say it's close. I'd say about about the sourness. I bet it may be a little less sour. Yeah, but it's really close. And just imagine, I take out peach and put like an orange. Um, it was really close to that. And then, but give it a creaminess, like there's a cream to it. It was yeah. really good. I so gotcha. Then I tried. <coughs> they um. They had a seltzers, and I had been I had never tried a seltzer. Um, wanted to try. You never had a seltzer at all. Uh, well, that's not true. I had like a 
I have one of those like margarita seltzers that's liquor in it though. So I haven't had like a, a the kind of more of a beer one. You never had a beer seltzer, like a truly or white no. claw or no. any of those? Never mm-hmm. had one of those? Mm-mm. Oh. No. Um right. you must have been really thirsty. Never have I ever. I guess I gotta drink. <laughs> so I wanted to venture into trying that a little bit. And they had one that was a muscadine. Yeah. And I really like muscadines. I like muscadine wine. I like the muscadine itself. And yeah. I just like, man, I got this. Is, if I, I'm going to try it. Yeah, right. If I'm going to try a seltzer, this got to be one. Amazing. Yeah. Really good. Um, and this really is still at Fly Llama? Fly yeah, Llama. Fly, Fly Llama. Yeah. Fly yeah Llama. Really good yeah. beer. Um, really they highly. Seltzer, they had, yeah, they had everything, man. I think That's they just pretty. added flavor in it, but I'm not sure. It was really good. It was so good. <laughs> They, they had different No, they had different seltzers and they had different flavors. Like that's the one that stuck out. So I'm pretty sure they uh, like just squirt in a flavor and then add the seltzer. But I don't care what they did. <laughs> really, it was really good. Um, but I, I, it was so good that I almost went back just to go get beer and bring it back to the hotel. Like I almost nice. over. And the thought was, you get growlers, huh? yeah. Well, I didn't. Yeah, I didn't have any. But they had, you know, the uh, what are the crowlers or whatever. So yeah, they had the, the cans. I. I thought about going back purely just to get those and bring them back to the hotel. But I was like, man, it's going to be like $15 there, $30 just to go get beer. seems like a bit much, but uh, it was pretty good. If we had been out, I'd have stopped by again. So that was really, really good. Uh, so before you move from that, so is Fly Llama. Did they have a uh, pinata in there? Kind of like, it looked like a, like a pinata ish. It had like a little, like, yeah. uh, like a tie, like thing, like maybe um, a scarf and it was like blowing off to the side. Uh, oh, so yeah. it's really cool. Kelly got a little hat, um, and uh, highly, highly like probably like if I had to say if if anybody said, "Hey, I'm going to Biloxi. Where should I go?" Out of every place I went to, that is one of them. Um, Do they have like food there, or like a food truck or anything? Or so they didn't have food there at the time, but they said that they do bring food trucks. They were so new; they only been like open like six months. So oh, it was, really? Yeah, it was really new. So uh, maybe one day business seems like a place uh, yeah i would hope they get some distributing but they're they're kind of small i mean they're definitely a microbrewery so really really good i yeah. and i think was a particular day i didn't have my our tailblazers card so i really wanted to let them know we were going to do it and i was made them before you left i know but they i didn't have them with me, me but yeah. you had them for you and yeah then I, you, you messed up yeah so i was uh i was like bummed about that i'll blame that one on you friend oh i'll take the blame so <laughs> let me drink this uh sip here and now here goes the original assessment of Biloxi. The original of, assessment of Biloxi. One of the first things I noticed when I got to Biloxi was that the Uber driver very quickly talked about Katrina. Um, and he wasn't the only one. Literally every single local and every single Uber driver ever since had some degree of Katrina. And Katrina had been, you know, I think we did a rough Google search in, in was 10 plus years possibly, you know, from now. 2005 it was august august 23rd to august 31st 2005 so i mean we're talking quite a bit of time and what people would do is uh, it was almost like ptsd it was weird if you could see people reliving this experience they would drive by and when they would tell us as people are out of town they'd say oh the water level used to be here you know that in in when the water came up to that hotel, it was to here. And, and, and they marked as you would drive down the road where water was. And, and one of the things that 
that I did notice, and they the Uber driver explained that the new kind of regulation was the water to build because the water got so high to build, you have to be 24 feet in the air. So all these businesses, oh, wow. st- that's the like the minimum. All these businesses are stilts, massive stilts, um, two, three stories high before you get to the, the bottom floor where you actually sit and everything. I mean, everything's just stilts. And, and so houses are being that way, restaurants and stuff like that. Some of the only things <laughs> that really survived were the, the massive hotels. At the time, I had never, I never knew this, but Biloxi's ho- casino industry was actually sitting on barges. So they weren't on land. They were in these massive barges. And there's one in particular that's still there uh, that we got, I got to see as I went by and the Uber driver pointed out and said, hey, that, that's one on this left. And what happened was, and they all like, I mean, they're massive, dude. These are hotels. People were staying in, you know, hundreds and hundreds of rooms. So, I mean, these barges yeah. are massive. When the water came up, the barges actually got lifted up and just drugged down the room, the the roads and just took everything out. It was it was crazy from the sounds of it. I obviously didn't see it, but um, but people were really kind of bitter in Biloxi at the fact that the news and the media took so much care over New Orleans, and they were very adamant about that. They were very honest about that that you know yeah. that they didn't get the same thing. And you know, one of them is like, all that happened there was a, a, a you know a dike broke. That's man made. Like this wasn't man-made. This was all, na- you know, natural disaster. And, yeah. And so, in between that, um, and I took a, I did take a video of it. But in between the time, as we were driving from Biloxi to Gulfport to go to the aquarium, it was the first time I really got to notice what was happening. It was different to be in the city and realize there was this lot that was empty or this lot that was empty, but when you drive two miles and it's just lot after lot after lot after lot of just emptiness for two miles yeah i mean for every bit of those two miles there's nothing there like there's just empty like there would be steps and driveways that would go to nowhere like the the main pylons of houses were gone but as the uber driver was saying like this all used to be houses these used to be houses and uh you know that used to be a gas station that used to be a restaurant that was a you know a little park and and it's just empty. I mean, it's just like the trees, there's some beautiful oak trees still and, uh, you know, grass underneath them, but it's just empty. It's, it's. The houses are all gone too. It's just, just the. A lot of them are. There's, you know, there's a few very, vegetation. yeah, mostly vegetation. It's kept up. So it's not overgrown, but it's, it's uh, for some, I don't know who keeps them up, but it is kept up. But the, the property is still owned by the original owners or a lot of owners people have sold stuff too, but <laughs> the lots yeah. are owned and they i mean you could still i mean you know however many years later driving down you know this road to golf court on your left where you know is the beach you would see pylons that would go straight you know off to the golf out to the deeper water that that didn't have anything that nobody's ever taken out and moved and it was just very noticeable and as you hear about it is basically nobody's rebuilding like people aren't coming back there casinos aren't coming back and i'm sure a lot of them are scared case it happens again they said the insurance is super expensive like nobody wants to come back and one of the, one of the uber guys i was gave the most depressing i guess like assessment of it which was um that he thought in like five or ten years this town won't exist anymore like there would just be nothing yeah. there and it it reminded me of uh watching a you know the discovery channel and they do this show like you know, this is what New, you know, St. Louis would look like five years after people, ten years after people, fifteen. It was looking like that. That's how vacant it was getting. Um, oh wow! when we were walking around, there was just That's not crazy. a lot to do. So there wasn't these big tourist attraction. And I go back to the aquarium, 
and it was very noticeable about house it, it was small it was a very small aquarium it was nice but it was very small um compared to yeah. you know what you would think you could possibly get down there on this gulf coast with a bunch of seafood i mean you would think that would be a great place to have a big aquarium it's really small um and i assume it's because if something ever happens again where they're gonna put the animals you know um, yeah exactly so it was really really very noticeable um and, and kind of in a way depressing and i would say that it was yeah see, it's really it, it's really put a depressing mood down for yeah, sure I, yeah i can feel it right now yeah uh, it was, what you're driving and everything it doesn't feel too good i wanted to ask you too like the uber drivers the uh so is that what they do that's all they do is uber drive or i mean they have like another job or is that all they do for tourists people that yeah. come because there's different things I didn't, I, so I didn't get a lot of like background on a lot of them. Um, I, yeah. it, it's some kind I know of that's what you do try to do when we go with Ubers or anything like that. We try to talk to them, get their backgrounds. Whatever yeah. I think I got more caught up. They were, they had, I think this was so different. They were taking this touristy approach. They were, they were like carriages, you know, running a carriage down to downtown, you know, just saying, this is this. Yeah. Is that. And it was almost like listening to them. The only guy that really talked about how much she liked Biloxi was the guy that picked me up from the airport that was from Canada. And, and that could explain why the, why you like just, it's, I mean, it's better than Canada. And um, <laughs> I don't, I assume I've never been to Canada. It might be bad there too. Um, but that's somewhere we need to go. Yeah. But anyway, just, you know, all sites aside at Canada, but he was the only one that said he loved it and really fell in love with it. But the rest of the, to me what were more locals like li like living yeah. out there um you know didn't didn't have the same assessment of the town and um we're, we're just constantly katrina 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 i mean as you drive um so it was it was like i said that part was was kind of a bummer and i i mean i think we stayed almost a week and i would say that i 100 percent agree that we stayed one day too many um because yeah. there just wasn't a lot to do or that we weren't like let's just get to the point where we were really stretching to find something to entertain us um and i would almost be willing to bet that we probably say two days too many like we could have probably gone two days less um, and that's even without friends yeah i mean maybe that would have been better I, that's the thing though it was a group of friends i think it'd been worse like it would have been we would have been itching to try to find something to do you know like that yeah. would have yeah, we could have gone to Fly Llama, but like I didn't go to Biloxi to sit at a bar all day. You know what I mean, either. And I think that was what was missing. And you couldn't even like surf fish or anything, could you? Um, I didn't. You know, I didn't try. So here's the thing I looked about that, and I wanted to kind of recap it some of that as I, as I processed it. And this is towards the yeah. end of really the trip to golf is um, to the golf port is that when we went to the aquarium is when I really kind of noticed everything. And this is yeah. towards the end. Yeah, I said, uh, I noticed as we drove this, this whole two mile, like it's over two miles, it's probably 15 miles to there, but you, you parallel the coast for a good four or five miles, probably the whole thing, but there's a solid two miles. It's really nothing in your way. There's no big buildings on your left. So you see the, see through the beach and see through the water. And I just watched and watched and watched and watched. And there's just no wave, no wave. There's no white cap. There's nothing. It's just kind of like calm. And it's really windy there. It's been windy most of the time over there. And it's like, so I told the Uber dude, I'm like, hey, uh, is there no waves here? Like, what's going on? It's like, oh, no, it's the uh, it's the barrier island. You know, it's like the little sandbars out there. 
Yeah. I'm like, okay, like, where are they at? Because I don't see them. Like, where's the Barrier Islands? He's like, oh, they're way out there. Yeah, they're out there. And and that kind of came back into what the, the shrimp trawler was telling that this water was deep. So I actually pull up the navigation maps and I look. And sure enough, there's these islands that are way out there. Um, I can't see them. I'm on the beach and I cannot see them. Okay. Um, so they're that far, you know, they're, they're, I don't know the distance, but I mean, far enough that you and I can't see. Wow. Um, yeah. And uh, in between the beach until this island, inside of this bowl that's been created is the deepest part that I could see on just the navigational maps where it's 18 foot. Hmm. So you could be running and not be able to see land at some point, almost any direction, and almost hit a like literally be in five foot of water. Wow, that's crazy. That in some spots, it was that crazy. Yeah, that's crazy. And so this is like all man-made, or was that? It sounds like it's so. I that goes back into all the silt that's coming into this area is kind of building up, and it stays flat because there's just a lot of muck coming in here. And it also goes into, as I actually never went to the beach and had no interest in going into the beach. The water was just muddy and dirty. And when you got close up to it, it was just nasty. And there was nothing about it that was appetizing. I mean, do I mind swimming and I was swimming dirtier water in you know, South Carolina? Sure, whatever. Um, but I, I didn't- This is the golf coast. You don't expect this. Right. Uh, yeah, you don't expect that. Uh, I think that was, I thought it was going to be clear. I was going to hang at a beach. And, and a guy told me, like, this is it. He's, and he said there's 30 miles of sand beach, and there's 30 miles of white sand that's imported. It's not even real. There's sand. It's imported sand. And that's, <laughs> to, that's to draw its attention um, because it's not the Gulf Coast of Florida. And that's yeah. what he said. So that was, that was really kind of crazy to me. So it's, you're not getting this beach life that exists. You're not yeah. getting the uh, <laughs> entertainment that's there. There are some casinos. If you like the casinos, you could casino hop, but wasn't necessarily what I wanted to do the whole time. So yeah. Overall, it was a it was a really it was a good trip. I'm glad I did it. I don't know that like you know, would I go back again? Probably yeah, I would try to go back and give it a chance, you know, whatever. I don't yeah. know that I would I if you ask me, hey man, I'm drawn, where should I go? I don't know that Biloxi would be. The first place i would say uh by any means to you uh but uh, you know overall it was it was it was really nice uh the the temperature worked out well the weather worked out um i don't know that i'd in be interested in going back anytime soon but um if I, if i went i think i would do some research to see if it's built back up um, unfortunately it just doesn't exist right now i mean it is it's a ghost town um in all in all reality but interesting too interesting the casinos that were on barges uh mississippi allowed them uh to build on land so all of them them moved back on land so originally you couldn't have a a casino on a on land you had to pay taxes they built them on barges and literally float them in water (laughs) and that turned out to be bad so so that's kind of that's interesting piece there let's put them on land now it makes it safer Mm mm-hmm so that was uh it was interesting um i definitely uh definitely recommend doing it again with a friend and somewhere else so yeah man it sounds like bluffy is uh a town that needs to come back and it was a very kind of depressing moment to listen to for a little bit there 
but it also interesting in the way that you know we can still see that how you know the hurricane has still detrimented the towns near the gulf coast and everything so that's very i'm sure it was a, a heartwarming or heartbreak uh, uh visit you had but um anyway let's go on to the meats yeah Dude. Talk about the meats, man. I remember you mentioned the half shell. Yeah. Know, Turtle yeah. Power uh, restaurant. So yeah. what do you want to do with that one, man? So I wanted to give all credit where credit is due. Um, so when I was in the casino, the resort, there were, I was talking to a guy. We got to go to, I got to go to the pool <clears throat> one day by myself for a little while. And then one uh, too many well, no, I got to get to the, the casino pool twice. And the one time I went by myself and Kelly, my wife came later and we went uh, before when she got there on Sunday. And while I was there, dude was talking and I, I just happened to be at the pool next to him. And he's just talking to me. He's like, oh, yeah, I've been here before. I'm like, no, it's first time. He was like, yeah, I've been here. Were you, guys in the or were you guys in the water? We were in the water. Um, and he was telling us, you know, he was telling me that uh, he'd been there. He comes a bunch of times, and he was telling he me about this. Up, you know, like that guy creeped up to us at the pool at my place, right? No, he no, no, definitely not that. No, he was. <laughs> it seemed like good enough, dude. And he somehow we started talking and talking about. It. I was looking for some local food restaurants, and he was, you know, he said he comes back a lot and or comes here every like year or so. But there yeah. are some people that literally come here for the, the resort and just want to hang out there. Mm. Wasn't my cup of tea. That's but, all they do all the time. Yeah, I guess gamble and swim in a pool. I mean, I don't, I really don't know. I, I don't know. But yeah. so they, he told me to go to this half show. Well, while I'm there talking to that dude, some other older, like an older gentleman, like one of those guys that looks almost leathery from being tan, has got like a gold chain that's like, you know, just a solid, like obnoxious, like, yeah, that's, you're wearing a gold chain, but it's like tanned leather body skin he's got. And you have the white hair poking out of the gold chain? Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, Everything. Like, like, pull it out? Yeah, heavier, like heavier set dude, like kind of. You know, I know my I got a dad bod drinking team, but like he's the one that created the team. I'm just he's the alumni of the team. He's probably founder, co-founder, and you know, running it still. You're you're under his wing. Yeah, yeah. Right under his like, you know, hairy underarms that are sticking. Yeah. Every it just you're pitching the right person. Um gotcha. he he overhears the conversation and goes on and tells us about it and tells us to go try these royal reds. Oh, it tastes like lobster. I'm like, yeah, I love lobster. This sounds like a great idea. So yeah, yeah, yeah. So I go there, we get there, we get in pretty quick. The weight's not too bad here. It's, we, we hear it's pretty popular and there could be a wait. So we, we do go to dinner early because I'm not sitting down there and trying to wait. Like, that's not me. So we- Not like wait, St. Augustine. Yeah, I'm not waiting if I don't have to. So we get in there and uh, I look at the, the appetizers. Well, at first I looked at the menu and there's like a menu, like an entree that's Royal Reds. Guys with a side or two. And then I realized they have them as an appetizer. I, I only get to live once. So I don't want to use my entree as Royal, like as a Royal Reds. Like I want to be able to try something else. Yeah. And so I was like, yeah, well, let's try like, you know, let's do the Royal Reds as an appetizer. So she's like, okay, that's fine. And that gives me an opportunity to get some and I get to try best of both worlds. So it was half pound or a pound. And I was like, pound, <laughs> like 
for an afternoon, like solid pound. Those those shrimp are like are really big, man. Like they're huge. Like they're solid. So they weren't the uh, little popcorn. No, like this is heads oh, off. Yeah, this is heads off, man. And they're like this thick. The whole thing. I mean, they're oh. big, and they're and they got this shell that is similar to a lobster. Like it's a harder shell, but it peels oh, so like they weren't you had a shell in your yeah, shell. Yeah, yeah, maybe do all the work. They had yeah. a, they had the shell, they had to shell them and the half price unpeeled. <laughs> no, I don't think it was I don't remember what the price was, but it was it was they're kind of expensive for I they were really good. I I guess it's a fair price. Never had them before, I have no comparison. And so I like the shell is hard. Um it kind of, like I said, it's kind of like the skin or the the, the outside of a, like a lobster tail. Like that's how it feels, but it breaks off like a shrimp a little bit better. And so you dip them in like a, a butter sauce and eat them. Everybody else sold them to being tasting exactly like lobsters. Well, I'd hate to tell the leathery guy at the pool. I disagree with his his uh, judgment on that. They they were close. They were in it to be a truthful, honest. They were right in the middle of lobster and shrimp, and that the texture yeah. was kind of in the middle. It wasn't as tough as like lobster. It wasn't as soft as shrimp. The taste was right there. It wasn't as sh- like uh, shrimp can be kind of like a. I, I don't. I I'd like to just say the word shrimpy, but that doesn't make sense. More like fishy. Like shrimp can be a little more fishy. Lobster can be a little more meaty. Like in, yeah. in my description, it was right there in the middle. They were unique flavor. They were amazing for the amount of the the actual meat that was in it it was a good bite-sized chunk they were really 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 good um they're really cool i looked I guess into that's what uh roundup creates on the end of mississippi <laughs> yeah so i looked up those to find out what royal reds are and apparently yeah. they're like a deep uh living shrimp like three thousand four thousand feet um not sure even sure how they actually catch those i didn't go there or they get the 1515 foot range <laughs> Well, they they catch them. These are offshore like shrimp that they. I I, I didn't get the whole thing. Apparently, that they, they don't even know a lot about them. So maybe it's just as bad that I ate them. But um, but they apparently there's not a lot of stuff science on them. Like there's a lot of research being done on them. They don't know a lot about them. So, but they're really Gulf or is this like somewhere else? I don't. I can't I don't imagine know. the Gulf. I don't know how deep the Gulf is, but I didn't think it was that deep. I mean, well, I, I don't. Know. I was like feet. Yeah, no, like, like three or four thousand. I don't know, man. I, I swear that's what I said. <laughs> that's not right. Uh, you doubled me. <laughs> I said fifteen hundred. Let me uh, let me check this out real quick. So as I as I Google this, I will I'll take a look. But yeah, yeah. Up, oh, see, I was right. It's a what? it's a royal red shrimp or tender, salty, sweet, and one of the most unique harvestable species of shrimp all in all of Florida. That's what this is. A Google search, so apparently that's probably comes from the Gulf Coast, I assume, or somewhere around there. Almost lobster-like, which is how I described it. So don't let the leather guy tell you it tastes like lobster. It's almost, lobster, almost lobster-like, exactly how I described it. They come from deep, cold water along the continental shelf at depths ranging as deep as two thousand feet. Uh, they do not travel, and you will uh, rarely find them outside the southeast. So apparently, they're not even on the Gulf; they're in the southeast. So this is just a high level of what these shrimp are. Really, really good shrimp, though. And that led me to be able to get my next meal, or what my entree was, which was a oyster yeah. sampler. And Ooh. the dude, yeah, a leather dude told me about it. Um, he said... Leather dude? I thought the leather dude told you about the reds. 
Yeah, no, this is still part of conversation. Yeah, we're so still talking of, to Paul. Well, you're talking, I thought you were talking about two guys. I did, but Leather Guy's taking over. Well, you got to expect. Uh, you got to. He yeah. walked in and I got my chain. Come on. I'm he taking over. 100% takes ownership of this conversation. Gotcha. Dude was gotcha. trying to tell me about the restaurant. He takes over exactly what I need to order. I did exactly <laughs> what Leatherman said. And <laughs> I got the sampler oyster. And apparently they said, oh, yeah, they cook them all kinds of different ways. You know, they like charboil them, fire, steam, I mean, whatever, bake them. So I was like, sure, whatever. And I ordered them. <laughs> And all it comes out is oysters. I normally do not order oysters at a seafood restaurant purely because I have, you know, you and I steam oysters ourselves. It's cheaper to do it that way. I like them just as good if I steam them than somebody else. And it's not as yeah. crazy unique flavor. And so I was kind of expecting them just to be steamed oysters, period. Like I, and I was, I was going out of my, my, I guess what I normally do just because it's somewhere different. So I tried them. And when I got them, oh my gosh, man, they were on a half shell, all right? They had half shell. Half shell they, comes in. Ding, yeah. Ding, ding, ding. They had the oysters in there. And because I didn't, I guess I didn't read the menu, they had these different, they had two oysters, like for each flavor of different stuff they put on them. Like one of them had like spinach and like something was like, uh, had, one of them had like little shrimp in them. Yeah, I mean, it was just, it was amazing. It was just little, this oyster that was packed full of just really goodness. And some of them were baked, some of them were like charcoal. Like, so like some of them were like smoked almost like, and it had like a smoky flavor. Oh my gosh, dude. I ate those before I knew it. I, I mean, we, I ate a lot that day and I felt I can, I could have, I could have eaten some more like that stuff. I had another plate. Yeah, that was delicious. Now right around, got, around the half shells, please. Yes. Yeah. Dude, best oysters. I can't wait till the audience sees that picture. I mean, absolutely. I can't wait to see that picture. Amazing um, picture. Of, I mean, a picture of oysters. They, they, it looks as good as it tastes. So that, by far, best oyster I've ever had. 100% best oysters I've ever had. had Way better, ever, huh? better than I ever cooked. I sure tell you that. I mean, it, the steam is one thing that tastes like. This did not taste like oyster. I mean, it, it was It was just a flavor profile. Each flavor was i mean yeah. each little oyster so was just how different they, um, how do you think they managed that so i don't know oyster, i mean i, I really know pop oyster open when it's raw right <sighs> i don't think so i think they steam them i think they when they crack open they open them and when i i did see them they were cooking them on an open flame um like they had a gas grill because they had a little area we could see it cooking and they somebody must have ordered them and they had the oysters like chilling on the flame the gas is going the flame was going around and they were just sitting in on the oyster and they were cooking them in there and see like that particular and that was on the half shell or is that yeah the half on the actual half shell yeah they were already opened and just cooking in there and like when i the ones that were like charbroiled or whatever or, or charcoal or whatever they called them those on the outside of the shell were really black like they could clearly like burnt up <clears throat> you know and stuff like that so the other ones i think were more baked so I think, like, I still think they steam them, and then I think they open them, and then I think they finish cooking them and baking them. If you open a raw oyster, like if you just took an oyster and you opened it, wouldn't it kind of just slime out because there's no, it's not hard, or is yeah. it actually because you can take it? I think you can, I think you, it's not like a, I don't remember what they call it, but anyways, I, I don't know how raw oysters though. I mean, I think you can. I don't, I don't, dude, I don't know. Man, I don't know. I just know, I, 
dude. That's the ma- that's the mystery of the uh, half half show. I guess and we're gonna have to um, crack that half show and look I it d- up ourselves. I will say that is something I like to do on our bucket list is to try to do that. Uh, honestly, that's gonna go along with that corned beef that we yeah. have since like episode two. One. <laughs> we're there. We're right there. there. <laughs> So yep. that was my meat section that I, you know, that I, that it was very unique. That was different. Um, you know, a lot of times we're doing like smoky meats and the barbecue was really good. Um, yeah. And I think the reason I didn't put that in this section was just due to the fact that we talk about meat, that kind of smoky meat all the time. It was phenomenal. The barbecue was phenomenal. But this place was was the jewel of that town. To, in my opinion, that was yeah. the, that was the best place I've had, I had tried. So what made you get the uh, T-shirt from Slap Your Mama instead of at the Half Shell? That is literally the best, like the only shirt like I could find, and I was like, "This is it." I got. It's like Kelly, I gotta get this. I have I have nothing else to get him, but like, so that's. I, I, when I say I looked, I mean we looked for like a day and a half. You know, one one afternoon and the next day. Oh, and, man, uh, good. I couldn't find anything. If you, want to, if you want to see the back of their shirt, check out our Facebook page. Yeah, yeah. So that was uh, that was the experience, man. It was. I'm glad I went. I don't I, like I, it. It really fun. does not like it. But uh, now I'm ready to go on a vacation together. Hell yeah! Let's do yeah. this. Woo-hoo. Yeah, man. We'll get no, man. It sounds like it was a very good vacation, and it sounded like from what um, Kelly was talking about and you guys talking about that you guys had a really good time, though together as a couple with everybody around so i think that was a good thing for both of you guys to do by yourselves and um you know without the little one and friends to tag along me and everything else i think that was great i think it was a new experience you got to see a town that probably nobody ever visits anymore (laughs) which is a shame yeah there probably was a peak in the time well my grandparents my grandparents, so, my grandmother used to go there all the time. So my expectation is was a hustly bustly city. You know what I mean? Like yeah. lots of do gambling and it was uh, not the same as I imagined. That sucks, man. Because 2005, I mean, hell, I was on the West Coast when that happened, but that was not that really. What 21? So it's yeah, 12 years. No, I'm not doing math right. I mean, it's fine. It's, I said 10 plus. Yeah, 10 plus. It's crazy, man. It's absolutely yeah. crazy. Yeah. Think about it. That is, that is pretty crazy. Yep. Ain't nothing there. Imagine how many people actually live there at that moment, and none of them are there anymore. One of the guys said basically every house in the bottom three counties had to be rebuilt. Bottom three counties, which is also three counties that bring in the most income or most financial, like, you know, money uh, for Mississippi. Because that's what all the beach and casinos and you know, of course, he is. So they bring in more than like uh, where the college towns are. Yeah, bottom three counties make uh, all the money in Mississippi, like compared to other counties. And um, you know, it, and I think it still technically does, but I mean, a lot of their industry was wiped out, man. Yeah, really bad. they're hurting. It sounds like they're hurting. That sucks, man. Well, we didn't want this podcast to be that depressing. No, but good night. That's just not good, man. That's not good. So, but anyways, I think I wrapped up this podcast. How about you, Aaron? I think it's good, man. I think they should check. I can tell you one thing. The audience needs to check out some of the good things, right? And that's some of the pictures and some of the food. 
check out the place. Um, obviously, it'll be on the video that we do, but we'll try to post some stuff on Facebook and as well as our website. Uh, I, yeah. I got a lot of good stuff to show. Um, Once your mouth the water when you see those pictures. Oh, I think they'll be watering on the half shell. Oh, yeah. So, anyways, as always, you can find us the tailblazers.net. Find us there. Go to Facebook, uh, Twitter, YouTube, Instagram, at the tailblazers. Look us up there. We'll be posting the video on YouTube and we'll be posting it on our website. All the pictures there and said and everything else. And then you can always look up past podcasts that we referenced today. They're awesome. And, you know, podcasts are on Spotify. Still working on iTunes. Don't know what's going on there. But we'll get it one day. We're still <laughs> learning. Yeah. Screw you, Apple. <laughs> yeah. Thanks again, guys. We appreciate it. Have a good one.